This is Toastcaster, your communication, leadership, and learning lab with your host, Greg Gazin. Episode 111, How to Avoid an Onstage Meltdown, Hollywood Style. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Toastcaster, your communication, leadership, and learning lab. This is your host, Greg Gazin, and we're back with yet another action-packed episode. This time, we're going to talk about how to avoid a Hollywood-style onstage meltdown. Think about it. Stuff happens. But when it happens to a high-profile individual at some major event that's going on, You can bet the whole world will know about it seconds after it happened. There's certainly no doubt. A couple of incidents that come to mind. One of them was involving Elton John. This happened during a Vegas gig last year. After a fan jumped on stage, disrupted his performance, was getting kind of touchy, touching the keyboard, he basically decided he had enough and he stormed off the stage. There was another time. Back in 2015, I think it was. This was during the Pan Am Games in Toronto. This one involved Kanye West. He flipped his mic in the air after some technical difficulties just seemed too much for him, and he was out of there. For some, it's no big deal, right? It's just part of who they are. But for some, it can also be more regrettable. But one incident I just can't seem to forget that happened was just over five years ago. And it was around this time of the year, maybe just a little earlier, and it was during CES. And this one involved Michael Bay. Now, he's a Hollywood director and producer, and you might know him for films such as Armageddon, The Rock, and even the Transformer movie series. Now, in this particular case, Bay was hired to promote the new ultra-high-def 4K TV. This was at International CES 2014. Some of you may know it as the Consumer Electronics Show. But what happened was an issue came up with the teleprompter. And when that happened, basically, he had a meltdown. And within a minute of the beginning of his presentation, he walked off the stage, never to return. And of course, it left the audience totally dumbfounded. Now, before he bolted, Bay did make a feeble attempt to, quote-unquote, wing it without the teleprompter. And even the EVP from Samsung, Joe Stinziano, he tried to come on stage, try to do a little rescue here by prompting Michael Bay with questions for him to answer. But you know what? It didn't work. A little later, Bay on his blog admitted that, you know what? I think I embarrassed myself. He went on to explain what transpired. So let me just give you a quote from this. I was about to speak for Samsung for this awesome curved 105-inch ultra-high definition TV. I rarely lend my name to any products, but this one is just stellar. I got so excited to talk that I skipped over the executive VP's intro line And then the teleprompter, or the teleprompter operator who was operating behind the scenes, got lost. Then the prompter went up, and it went down, and then I walked off. I guess live shows aren't my thing. Now here's my first thought, that again, as a producer and a director, that he was just a behind-the-scenes type of camera guy with a fear of public speaking. But he admitted with an interview with TMZ that he actually cracked under pressure. As a speaker and presenter, and also as a Toastmaster... I ask myself, how could Bay have avoided this meltdown? Or at least maybe minimize the damage at the time? 
There's four things. First, he should have just stopped. Take the time, take a breath, gather his thoughts, and then perhaps just come clean with the audience, acknowledging the situation. Maybe tell a joke, saying something like, well, I guess I'm better behind the camera than in front of it. So bear with me. And as it's not about me, it's about you and Samsung and this incredible, this 105-inch ultra-high-def TV. Maybe that would have been a little bit more appropriate. Perhaps what would happen, and chances are, everyone would could have just had a good laugh and gotten on with business. It may have still made the headlines, but this time it would have had a positive spin. Secondly, Bay could have helped his own cause by maybe not letting his ego get in the way. Again, going back to the first one, he forgot that the gig was all about the audience and not about him. As he told TMZ, he said, I just wanted to crawl into a hole. Third thing he could do, you know, once he got his feet back on the ground, he could have asked the teleprompter technician to say, hey, you know what? Let's just take her from the top. Let's just start over again. And again, tell the audience, hey, you know what? We want to give you full value for your presentation. So, hey, why don't we back things up a bit? Everyone okay with that? Get the audience involved? Chances are they'd say, yeah, let's just go for it because, hey, they're there for a great techie show and Michael Bay's a big celebrity. Fourth, Now, this is something that, depending on who you are, you may or may not agree. Bay should have brought along some notes as a backup. Now, some people say using notes is not a good thing, that it shows a lack of preparation, that you lose eye contact, you lose engagement with the audience, that connection that you need to have with them, and that professionals really shouldn't use them. However, let's look at reality. We get sensory overload. If you've ever been to a consumer electronics show, Think about how much is going on, or, or any conference or any trade show that you might have been to. Or perhaps maybe there's just some details that you just want to make sure you get right. Other times, sometimes, there may have been some last-minute changes, not enough time to commit it to memory. Notes, if used effectively, can seem natural and not really interrupt the flow of what's being said. But I was also thinking that if Bay's lack of technical knowledge was the root of his stress... It would have been best to say so and maybe just talk about what he does know. We hear a lot more apologies today, and I think today's audiences are pretty forgiving when an honest mistake happens, because it can happen to them. But the one thing they don't like is that if you try to bluff your way through it, because if you do, someone's going to call you on it. Maybe what he shouldn't have done was to tell people he was going to wing it, especially as he didn't seem to be prepared for even an impromptu presentation. When you wing something, especially when you tell someone, especially if they're there to listen to you, figuring that you're going to have, you're going to be at least somewhat prepared, that's actually quite disrespectful to the audience. Then again, I firmly believe, and this is something I learned many, many years ago, every crisis creates an opportunity. Thanks to social media, the whole world remember Michael Bay's meltdown. And Samsung, well, you know what? They probably got a lot more mileage than expected. There's no such thing as bad publicity. On the other hand, for us mere mortals, it's a great reminder how we react and what we do when things go awry can have a lasting impact. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes because it really helps 
with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmasters specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about. And perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies, a new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com.